The Next Level Life podcast is all about mindfulness, mindset, motivation, and conscious entrepreneurship. My name is Christine Corcoran, founder of Periscope Coaching, business and life strategy coach. Each week, I will bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner to help you push past your fears, tap into your purpose, and inspire your soul. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast, removing toxicity from your life with Natalie Sellers from Kindred Toxin-Free Facials. When you meet Natalie, it is easy to understand why her authenticity and passion has helped her build a loyal following of clients and successful business in the beauty industry. For 16 years, she has honed her craft as a skincare specialist, having worked to manage leading day spas in Australia and New Zealand, and for the past three years, focusing her attention and dedication and believing in living toxin-free by creating kindred toxin-free facials. Living true to her message, this conversation goes in so many different directions. We talk all about removing toxicity in your life in regards to people as well as products how to ensure you're showing up as your best self for your clients and your family and friends, how to automate for best self-care practices and boundaries, weekly business rituals to keep things running smoothly, what to consider when creating your customer's full experience, learning to value what you do and charge what you're worth, dealing with mental stress as a business owner, understanding your why and what your reasons are for doing what you do, and checking in with what success means to you on a regular basis. This is an awesome conversation. I cannot wait to share it with you. So let's jump straight in. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Natalie. I'm really excited to jump into this conversation with you and to find out all about Kindred. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So just to get started, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your journey in business and how Kindred Toxin Free Facials got started. Uh, Well, I've been a beauty therapist since I can remember. I started out at 16 years old on the counters at David Jones. um, And I originally wanted to get into social work, but uh, sorry, into beauty therapy, but I ended up in social work. Um, And after I failed a few exams uh, at university, I then took a loan out and studied beauty therapy. Um, And I continued down that path in traditional beauty therapy, which was... um, really the only path that was available at that time. Um, I moved to New Zealand and I did, I think all up it was 15 years um, in traditional beauty therapy. So that is, you know, waxing, tinting, normal facials. Um, And I worked my way up to manager and I loved it, but it was quite a toxic environment um, in that you worked really hard. It was work hard, play hard. Also the toxic messages that were so constant. I remember one day and I often tell the story about standing there doing this absolutely beautiful 18 year old spray tan and she said to me oh god I just feel so disgusting I feel so fat and she was just gorgeous and my words out of my mouth would don't worry once you've had this you're going to feel fantastic and I literally had this outer body experience where I looked down on myself and I was like I'm out that just came out of your mouth like are you realizing what you're feeding into um and so that was that was a big change for me um, and the reason why I could start to think like that and, and have this sort of different way of thinking was uh, around that same time my fiance became really 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 unwell um, and they think it's Lyme disease but that was part of my journey as well as him becoming um, really unwell and me looking after him and me realizing that vanity is just such a luxury <laughs> when people are really sick um, mm. you know and the, the value we place on vanity and and looking a certain way and being a certain way um just became really clear to me I was at this big crossroads um and so eventually um I became unwell (laughs) from looking after him I got chronic fatigue fibromyalgia close to 30 kilos um and we moved over here so we were in New Zealand at that point we moved over here and I was working for someone else and that big point where things need to change and I got made redundant and he turned around to me and said and he'd become more well um, and able to work again at this point and he said quit like this is it you're not going back you're going to start your own like I don't care what you do you cannot go back into that environment Um, yeah so I started my own little journey then my journey um, because I was always the carer and the nurturer up until that point so I was allowed to heal then 
Um, and I started with my food and I started with my mindset. But unfortunately, the last thing that I even, that even clicked to me was the products I was still using. Yes. Because it was so conditioned into who I was about, like, I just didn't click. And as, as I started, you know, reading like Chris Carr and did her 21 day detox. And there was, there was, this was probably about, I'd say about eight years ago now when um, all of this information started to become more available to us. So I started with a small little room in Wollongabba, um, like a little spare room. And as I was learning, I was like, I literally cannot put toxic products on people anymore. If this is part of the problem, then I won't be doing it. So from there, I set out to understand as much as I could about toxin-free living, which was food, mindset, products, just everything toxin free um and three years ago it took me yeah it took me a good three years to actually become toxin free and i'm still not i'm very strong on my 80 20 and balance because you do become a little bit uh one way unfortunately when you when you come from the place of fear um and kindred toxin free in belimba was created three years ago and we've just grown and grown and grown and now i've got staff members um we do master classes around australia we do lots of events yeah and it's just it's got a life of its own now. I just, I just listen to what Kindred wants to do and really don't have any plans for her. Just, yeah, it's just growing and evolving. Mm. Uh, I love that. That's amazing. And do you feel that like going back to when you started first researching it, were you then educating clients at the time or was it something that you kind of kept to yourself because you were concerned of what people might say or? Um, I was still, I was using an organic brand. I was using these by New Zealand and New Zealand because I was, because it worked, not because I understood why. So in my small little room, um, and because I knew that, uh, the sales rep for antipodes, cause nobody like big brands would never take you on if you're a small little week, you know? Um, so it was more just that. So I was already using it. And as I understood more and more, I would start to share. And I was pretty vocal about, yeah, what was going on. There was a point where I was probably a bit more proactive in like sharing what toxins are and things like that. I don't so much these days because I think there's other platforms for that. I just provide the service now. Yeah, no, I've never really been one to care what people think in that way, if it's right, if it's the right thing to do. Um, yeah. I grew up with an autistic brother. Like I've, yeah, uh, I've had an unwell partner. I'm, I'm good at speaking up when things need to be said. <laughs> awesome. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something that, you know, like as you were saying that there was, there's more and more available information coming across and people are becoming so much more aware about what they're putting into their bodies, what they're putting on their skin uh, and how that affects us and our health. But I think what I love about what you've done is you've created a beautiful brand around it as well. That is drawing in a whole specific clientele yeah because not everyone is open open to even trialing toxin free right they're kind of like i'm fine with the chemicals if it makes me look good <laughs> yeah absolutely and that's what i found a lot of my clients initially do not care that it's toxin free they've just heard that i'm this facialist that does this great facial um and because we have led light and you know because we can change people's skin and actually it actually works that's what they hear about um but there is, yeah, there's a bit more depth to what we do. And if you're looking on the website, whether you realize it or not, you're actually seeking that a lot of the time. When they turn up on the bed, they're exactly where they need to be. Um, they're, but yeah, we do transition a lot of people over because of that, which is so great. Mm. Um, you know, people that never, like lots of my girlfriends who've had Botox and, um, you know, we can really transition them and, and get them going in another direction without them feeling like they're missing out on something if that's the desired look that they're after. Mm. And I think it's so, people can be so oblivious to it. And I think that, you know, ignorance is sometimes bliss because when you do dive down into that, you know, <laughs> rabbit hole of trying to then look at all the different types of things that, we, that are in our products, it can become quite overwhelming and, like I remember when I first started looking into it and started using um, toxin-free products that just even with hair care and things like that, it was so fascinating to even know that there was petrol in a lot of products. I was oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like it's crazy. Um, yeah. Propylene glycol is probably what you're talking about, um, which they use in, in cars. Like it's just insane. And the re a lot of the times the preservatives that they need to use, it's fillers. Um, and that's what my own education taught me 
was people put so much value on the price of a product. And when I started to understand what ingredients were in the products they used to use, it's cheap rubbish. Like it's actually just cheap rubbish. There's no value to it. When you compare that to a beautiful plant that's been grown and fed and then turned into an oil, you know, it's a totally different process. For me, there's no wonder that there was no life in the skin that I was treating beforehand. And now we see this beautiful glow and connection um, when we do facials now. But yeah, it is, it's a massive undertaking to start learning about it. I think that there is a lot of greenwashing still going on uh, now that organic and natural you know, have become more popular, but that's where the small batch for me comes in and the integrity of a product and the integrity of a person doing their best. And look, we still don't get it right all the time. There's still little loopholes and there's choices over preservatives that you have to personally make. Um, you know, otherwise, are you just going to use a hobe oil on your face and know that that's completely safe? Or are you willing to add these other little preservatives that, you know, aren't toxic, but aren't completely, you know, from the earth? <laughs> They're synthetics. So that's a personal choice for someone to make. Because yeah. that's the hard part. Like even that, you know, it's because it has become more popular. Bigger size companies are aware of it and know that it's like a buzzword to be organic. So then they're yeah. putting other names to chemicals or they're putting other names to ingredients that aren't necessarily safe, but they're trying to take that product ingredient name off the list so that it seems more organic. Like it's just. Oh, absolutely. And look, I get people bringing in products all the time that they think are green. And they're just not. And there's all these different levels of green. What mine is, 80% of mine is a deep green. So that means more like wild crafted, as I said, created by someone um, using completely organic products and no preservatives at all. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, they're using like rosemary CO2 to, um, you know, plants and things, real plants yeah. um, to do that as well but yeah it's it can be quite exhausting (laughs) and it has been quite exhausting and I've really gone um probably gone into that and then come back out again and just stuck to what I know (laughs) rather than even bothering with the big brands yeah can you explain to me what you mean by small batch so small batch would mean products that are handcrafted at home in small batches or you know, in, in, a, in a space in small batches. So usually there would be a run of at least sort of under a thousand. Um, most of mine are probably a run of around 50 to a hundred. Wow. Um, so that's quite small batch, um, but it can be up to, you know, a thousand per batch. And they'll usually only have a use by date of three to six months, maybe nine months, um, depending on what preservative they've been able to use. Um, yeah, and that's just the difference in, in it all. And you know that that preservative is safe for you to use as well. Mm, cool. Awesome. And I love it how you've, you've got so many options for people to buy on your website as well. Yeah, well, for me, it's all about getting the best of the best. And remember, this is all for me too. So this is, you know, I've come from, I love looking after my skin. For me, that's my ritual, that and bathing. Um, so for me to get the best i have to be researching all the time and offering and offering for all different skin types too that's why so a lot of brands will just bring out one oil and it's not really as a facialist i need something very specific for someone who's got sensitive skin acne skin who's got uh, pigmentation so when you're addressing very specific skin concerns you do need to up the ante and offer them different things you know rather than just one cleanser one moisturizer um one oil you know yeah, for sure. And so I'd love to know a little bit more about how your journey has progressed over say, the last three years of, of owning Kindred. What's been some um, big learnings or lessons that you've had along the way? Oh, wow. What hasn't? So, yeah, well, I started with literally $1,000 um, and a spare room. So we were definitely, and I've never taken a loan out. I've never got myself into debt. We just couldn't. We just haven't had the you know, the ability to do that after Tyron got sick. So um, yeah, financially, a lot of the, that has been very stressful. But what I've come to learn is the minute you give that up, the minute you realize why you're doing what you're doing and trusting in that, and especially when it was very quiet and there wasn't a lot of money in the beginning, I either had time or I was creating and making money. So when I didn't, when I had the time and I was paying for my space, I would always connect with people that I uh, was inspired by that I thought would align with the brand. 
and get them in for facials and things like that. And I think that's where a lot of people, and this is advice I've given to a lot of people, and they still won't take it on for whatever reason, but that is one of the very first things that I did to get my name out there. And I would just ask them, I'm more than happy to give you an hour of my time because that's all it is. It's a, it's a time swap for you to write a review about me to get me out there. And that was, yeah, one of the, the biggest sort of learnings that, that I've ever taken um, in, in realizing how valuable that time is. People just sit around going, why don't I have clients? Why don't I have clients? Like, well, you've got this time. How are you using it? Yeah. How are you interacting with the world? Like, what, what are you expecting? That people just come to you? Yeah. Um, they need, to, they need a reason to come to you. Yeah. And I think reviews, real reviews and not paid PR, though I have had paid PR moving on, um, is a really great way to start. Really, really great, genuine, real connection with people and getting your name out there. So it that's. Helps, it helps you hone your craft as well. Absolutely. And getting real feedback from people. And, you know, I wouldn't be caught of the facialist I am without that beginning. And I, you know, I originally was a waxer. That was my original, like I was known for doing Brazilian waxes in New Zealand. And that's what I did. I was really fast at it. I was really chatty. I was, uh, I was good at it, but I hated it. Not because of what it was, but because it was so draining and it didn't really fuel my fire. So for me to make the change over to only doing facials was another big thing. I also started out by charging far too little yeah. <laughs> for my time. And it wasn't until, yeah, I know. And I look back and it's like, oh, it is what it is. But it wasn't until Tyrone was really unwell the second time. So four, three years ago, he became 24-hour care for a couple of years. And when I was away from him, I was like, what does this mean to me? Yes, I do. I like, we, I needed to bring in an income, but you know, I pretty much put my facials up to the price that I felt was totally acceptable. And you know what? I got more clients because of that. And people respected my time. And I also put up my um, $50 deposit that was due before your facial. And I put a 48 hour cancellation policy. So I went, I, because if I was away from him, I really needed to be ensuring that that was yeah. because I was creating a future for myself, for him and, and not depleting myself in any way and giving to someone else in another way when I could could have been with him mm. changes your whole perspective of valuing what you do and valuing your time hey oh absolutely and at the time it was really hard but now I see exactly what that lesson was about in all of that and now I have no problem <laughs> charging for my time <laughs> yeah awesome awesome and at what point do you feel like you hired staff like how did that all eventually oh I should have I looked back actually so my amazing staff member Lily I'm very very lucky to have her and she's like a little angel that dropped into my world I looked back the other day to see exactly what date she started and I could see in the week how many clients I used to do in a week <laughs> disgusting I was like no wonder I needed you it was more than both of us put together wow. um, should should have been doing and I can see why I really really needed someone and that was two years ago in April where I hired Lily and yeah, that was big. And I should have hired her much earlier, but there's fear. There's fear that I would behave in a way that in the ways that I was treated. Mm. I'm not there. Mind me doing business a totally different way. I'm always seeking to strengthen my connection with her so that we can grow this business. And that so I can always be open in my communication of what she needs and what I can, what I'm able and willing to give her. Yeah. Wow, isn't that interesting? What an amazing awareness to have that you were concerned of being the person of your old bosses. Like that's... Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. And I think that that's that old business paradigm of that just doesn't really work for anyone. Yeah. And I think look, to the way that management has changed or ownership of working with employees has changed so much in, say, 10 last 10, 15 years anyway... Like it's so nice to hear, even from a, from an owner, that the way that you talk about giving Lily what she needs, like that's that's just oh, absolutely. Cool. I think it has to be, and I think if you're just dollar driven, you're never going to create a business that creates much change. And this is what I always talk to her about as well. It's like I'm doing this to sustain us, to ensure that we can always create an income for ourselves doing something we truly love, because that's what matters. Mm. Absolutely. Mm, and we could. Yeah. 
We could work every day of the week and write until 9 p.m. every night and we could pay ourselves a hell of a lot more because the clients are there if we want them. Yeah. Um, it's up to us to put those boundaries on ourselves and we do. And, I'm, and I've always been pretty strong on that as well. How, do you, how did you go about teaching Lily about that? Like, is that something that you had to teach her in regards to setting those boundaries? Yeah, absolutely. And it's conversations. I have sat her down and said, you're not, you're, she wanted to work a Monday at some point. And I said, I'm really sorry, you can't work Mondays because I need that off. And mentally, I need to know that I'm never coming in on a Monday. It's more <laughs> the mental stress as a business owner to yeah. go, oh, I wonder if they're going to be sick. Or I wonder if, you know, just all of that. Whereas the other days I understand, it's totally fine. But I do need that one mental day a week where, and I just explained that to her. And she's, she's fantastic. She gets it, but she doesn't know until she knows. And when she knows, she gets it. And also she's studying, uh, she was studying nutrition. She's finished that. Now she's studying acupuncture. And I'm very you know, vocal with her about looking after herself enough during that. Like, how can we ensure that you're getting enough money, but you're also getting enough hours, but you're also able to do acupuncture without blowing out? Because at the end of the day, our clients are paying a price for us to turn up as our best selves. Mm. So how are we ensuring that? And how are we looking after ourselves and balancing everything to ensure that we don't need three months off because we're sick? Yeah, absolutely. So how, how do you go about creating that balance for yourself? I'm very lucky in that I have an online booking system. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really good now. Having had chronic fatigue before the fear of that ever coming back. And if I ever do feel it creeping back, I just block myself out more and I go back into that full trust of, oh, and here I am and here I am. And I've had absolutely no money before and I've been okay. You know, like <laughs> it's been hard, but here you are still, yeah. you know, there's only just hard. <laughs> and it's and, so interesting when you're in the service-based industry that you do want to give and that when someone asks for an appointment, you're like, you want to say yes. And even as a business owner, you really want to say yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do think that the online systole takes away that I am a natural per people pleaser. So if someone asks me to my face, I'm probably way more likely to say yes than if I say, check online and see what's available. You know, and it kind of just, for me, that is a wonderful um, way for me to ensure that I'm looking after myself mm. without saying yes to everyone. I love that you've created that boundary with almost taking yourself out of the equation. Because yeah, and I had to because I wasn't doing that before. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting because like, like I, um, I come from the service-based industry, so I was a hairdresser and I ran day spas for many years as well. <laughs> and so it's so like I totally, totally understand where you're at because it was like I would find a way to fit my clients in no matter what. Like, oh, absolutely. No, no lunch break, no toilet break, whatever. You need your Brazilian, babe. You got it. Like it's just, and I think that's also one, it's just a condition part of the industry, but two, it's a, a real, and I was talking about this to another girlfriend, an addiction to being needed, mm. an addiction to being important, an addiction to helping other people rather than helping yourself. Mm. And that's what we need to work on as an industry. If, you know, people are going to continue to make it sustainable. Yeah, for sure. And I think mm. too, because of the way that, um, society it's almost like everything has to be instantaneous that we also react that way whereas sometimes if you actually ask the client like is it desperately needed right to that today yeah. like, often it's not but we try yeah, absolutely and it's about when I when I ran from that place I was running from where I needed stuff then and then and where I wanted to go to that thing I need that dress for that party tonight and I'm going to go get it so I was in that place as well so of course that's an energy of you're going to attract more and more of that <laughs> Mm, so true. So is there, is there any type of daily habits that you have that kind of helps you keep your, keep yourself high energy and to be able to show up? Cause I mean the energy even like, yes, showing up to work is really important, but energetically, I think for the work that you do, it's really important to be able to have that, that balance as well. So is there anything you do on a daily basis to keep yourself in balance? I have plenty of yeah, little self-care habits, rituals and, um, things in place. I have a daily bath every night when I get home. Um, I have a bath ready for me. So I, when I'm leaving work, I tell my man I'm coming home and there's always a bath ready for me. Even if it's five minutes, just to hop in um, using magnesium salts as well. Where, where we work as well, we co-share a space with Bliss Float. So we've got the flotation tanks. So yeah, and a sauna. So we're very, very lucky. It's incredible. So once a week, I actually have a sauna afloat in the facial. 
<laughs> because I can. So good. <laughs> and that sets me up every week. And we've got yoga upstairs as well. So I have a yin class once a week. But daily, um, yeah, definitely the bath, my morning coffee with my man. I don't, I don't even get on and check my phone. I don't even look at anything until I've had my morning coffee with Tyron um, and sit outside with my cats. I love my cats. Just that space, being outside, putting my feet on the grass. Um, yeah, that, and then exercise is the other thing. So I'll look at my day and then I'll go do some exercise and then I'll give to others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I also have uh, like a spiritual mentor as well. And I take liquid crystals with her and she's an astrologer and, yeah, so there's there's lots of little things in place and a kinesiologist and wow. yeah, to ensure that I am yeah, good to go yeah. and I don't fall apart and that I am giving a service because I want to, not because I have to. Um, yeah, all of that. Nice. So good. I love that you do that for yourself. It's so important. Like Yeah, well I think I did like when I wasn't, when I thought oh, I'm fine, I can give, give, give. I actually found that I was not giving as great a service as I wanted to, or I wasn't enjoying it. And that's the whole mm. thing. When I'm good, I actually really thrive and love being in service. I love doing the treatments. Like I, I genuinely do think that one of my perfect days involves giving treatments as well, as long as everything else is balanced. Mm, nice. Nice. And like, like anything, if you love what you do, then it's more likely going to be sustainable anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to be doing this well into, you know, my 80s. I want to be. And I think there's just so much more to learn. Um, you know, we brought in the meditation and crystals and um, that side of things a few years ago as well, which just brought a whole new level into what we do. So it's not just about skincare now. It's also that really tapping into getting you back connected to yourself and your own intuition um, and, and who knows where it can go from there because that was something that I would never have normally done and I did. So you're always learning, you're always evolving, you're always growing how you want to be mm. in service. And it's all evolving in the way that beauty therapy in general, the way that every, there's always new ingredients being discovered, always, always new type of techniques that you could be using and machines and like all the different stuff that's happening. So oh, how, do you, how do you go about keeping yourself up to date with everything? Well, I do lots of training. I'm part of a worldwide holistic group by this incredible um, therapist called Angela Peck. And she is unreal. Her level of information, she studied Chinese medicine, but she knows everyone. So there's people all over the world like doing facial reflexology, um, you know, the massage that Megan, um, I can't, the princess was getting for her face like the inside the inside the mouth massage that's now becoming really popular for tmj um issues oh. and skin and there's all these possibilities um you know gua sha which i got into a few years ago so crystal gua sha um on the face and and muscle release um there's just so many true holistic ways of treating the skin and i think as a therapist you just intuitively you know, follow what feels good to you um, and, and study it. Now it's available to study. Um, there's another woman called Leah who does an incredible like skin class here, which isn't based on any product or brand or it's just pure information about the skin. And we've done her training as well. Um, we got the TriWave Dermalux LED machine. We did training with them. So it's just all about, and quite often we'll just be clients saying, I've gone to this place. I've gotten this. I really like the treatment, but I don't like the toxic products. And we'll be like, well, why don't we do the treatment with our toxin-free products? Um, so yeah, it's just trusting in that. And there's been a few things that have been a hell no, just because they don't feel right for me. But yeah, it's just sort of figuring that out yourself, <laughs> I guess, as, yeah. a, as an owner of a spa. So then how do you discern with your brand of what you've created? How do you discern what to go down or to dive into? Trust, intuition. I've yeah. worked so much on that. Um, and sometimes, you know, Lily will come to me with ideas and I'm like, no, it, it, it's just immediate for me now. Or, well, that seems interesting. Let's, let's mm, have a chat about that. Well, can you find me a link? Can you find me where you've seen that? And I want to look at that a bit more and I want to feel into that. Is that how I want to be working? Because I don't think that what I do is the be all and end all. It can't be. I'm one person. I just integrate everything that I love into one facial. 
um, and so does she. And, you know, I'm sure there's many other ways that work, but if it doesn't feel right for me, it's not going to land on you mm. with that intention. True, very true. Mm. Is there any daily habits or weekly habits that you have for the business that helps keep things running smoothly? Oh, always have lunch breaks. Oh, <laughs> the online booking system again. Um, <laughs> yeah, not starting at 9am. So we don't start till 10am. One, we're in Belimba, and if you've ever been to Belimba, oh, I don't want to start my day stressed. I don't want to be, oh, I'm in traffic, and I don't want any client having that feeling either. Um, so we don't start till 10. Uh, we don't, we, Lily and I do only work till 7 p.m. now um, instead of 9 p.m. So these are things that are massive in a business because you remember every hour is a financial hour. Um, so if you're thinking that way, but to us, yeah, that's, that is uh, gifts that we've been able to give ourselves in looking after ourselves and the business. I have a financial advisor to ensure that I can as well, because I don't want to think about the money side of things. She just tells me what I need, how many facials a week I need to be doing. That's very much that side of things. Um, and then I do it so that I'm not worried about that. I'm just in there doing the treatments. Nice, nice. Cause yeah, it's, it's, you're wearing two completely different hats, you know, being therapist as well as being business owner. Yeah. Right. So it's being able to dive into all that. So I love that you've got that support. Have you ever had a coach or a mentor throughout your experience? I have had um, different oh, people in business mentor me, um, but not a specific business coach. Uh, I've had people like uh, Audra James, who's an aromatherapist, give me lots of advice on the business and how to to run it and what she's done um but no i've never really had business coach as such and what, what would you say some of your best advices you've been given from say that one mentor that you had oh, to not go out too big too fast oh, yeah. to and that's been i mean really important because i have seen other friends really struggle with these you know big lavish places and all the machines and staff um and the outlay is huge and you do have to work till 9 p.m every night and you do have to work sundays and you have to work every hour of the day just to cover that let alone pay pay yourself a wage yeah. so that was really really important information in the beginning other people, I've, oh, I forgot, I hired PR company, PR and marketing, um, Dean and & Co, and they were crucial in helping me bring to life ideas and their advice. I mean, I can't even tell you how much advice. <laughs> and, like, it was daily, you know, in yeah, the beginning. Wow. And it was nothing huge but really, really great small bits of advice from people who'd been doing it, and they specialised at that point in green beauty. So they knew exactly where they wanted to put me, what I should be doing. Yeah. And, and so I followed their advice and that was when people started probably to see a bit more of the brand kindred show yeah. up. <laughs> and was it really just sort of helping you to differentiate yourself from everybody else or? Yeah, absolutely. Because I knew what I did and I think there's probably loads of amazing facialists out there, but they don't know how to get themselves actually in front of you mm. so that you see, Oh, it's this facial where they use organic products and they do meditations in this beautiful space and you just go, you know, um, because it can be a lot to get your head around because it is more than just a facial and people keep on saying, Oh, it's more than just a facial, but no one really knows what that means. Yeah. exactly. Um, until we could brand it properly and you could, you know, on Instagram visually see the place and see how we place crystals and, and how we, you know, how the copywriting was done to, to sort of translate that. Mm to people that otherwise wouldn't normally get a facial with me. Mm. And it's so hard to do that when you're in it. Like it's oh, absolutely. Being able to and also, yeah. And I need space to create. So I've created every facial that is there is something that I've created. It's been from, you know, um, little messages while I've been doing the washing of, ah, oh, I want you to use this crystal. Oh, I want this to be the message. I want you to work with solar plexus. I, you know, and usually it's whatever I need. <laughs> And then go through that process of working with it myself and then sharing with a client in a facial. Um, but yeah, I need that space myself to create. And if I don't have it, then it just becomes the stagnant facial that everyone's just getting all the time. Same facial. Mm, absolutely. So how do you feel you've changed over your business journey? Well, how, what have you? Oh, dramatically. 
I was a yes sir, no sir, please love me, please need me. Yeah, look, the difference, and I mean, that is part of my personal life as well and being unwell and, you know, having Tyron be really sick as well. But yeah, I'm a completely different person, uh, inside out, everything about me. I'm far more brave than I ever used to be. I give less Fs than I ever have before. <laughs> um, I have less friends than I ever used to, and that's totally fine. I have amazing connections with my dear friends that will never break. <laughs> and that's by choice. You know, I've, you know, I've left anyone toxic. Yeah, it's ma that's a massive process. And I can see a lot of people going through that now themselves where they're just done, um, where it's not enhancing their life in any way to have communication with that person or have them in their life. So I've done a lot of that. And now if I see it within one sort of interaction, I'm just not interested. I can see it very clearly now. And now that's what's happening is I can see you. Whereas before I may have let you get away with the behavior so that you didn't have to feel uncomfortable with that behavior, but now I'm even calling it out. So yeah. That's an, an evolution of this year that I've noticed as well. It's like, I'm really not, I know what you're doing and I'm not going to put up with that even in one conversation now. And that helps to weed out the rest anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not attracting that. I'm not attracting that anyway. So my clientele are amazing because I'm not even, I don't have that, that no, kind of vibe. Wrong. Yeah. I just haven't had it for a very long time it's very rare as someone turns up and I'm like oh this is interesting most of the time it's just open heart oh wow this is going to be great I can't wait for you to experience what I've got and wow. they walk out feeling incredible oh amazing I'm like feeling it right now I'm just like honestly I'm ready to book in <laughs> you need to come for a facial you need to experience yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely absolutely so when you think about looking back on how you started your business, if you were to do it all over again, what some advice would you have for yourself back then? Well, one of the trickiest things that I have done is that taking on all the different brands from small batch, because I didn't think of that. I just didn't think how difficult that would be when I prescribe something for someone from every single different range. Yeah. And I'm a small business. I need to have all those at one time. And that doesn't work like that. Like normally, as you'd know, you do a big order for a brand, you get 20 in of everything. You can't get 20 in of everything with every brand. So that has been, and it's only sort of in the last year and a half where I've had enough finances behind me to actually do that. In the beginning, that was really, really hard. Yeah. And I think it hindered some of my business. So I probably should have at that point gotten a small loan because you you know, you, you get your money back on that. Yeah, yeah. You sell it to ensure that when I told people what they needed, it would be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that I do feel uh, was lacking in the very, very beginning. Um, the second thing would be to align with place it like the actual place. So my second place that I was at was one of my good friend studios and it's beautiful, but it had nothing to do with being holistic at all. And of course, clients didn't really feel that, that I only know this now because when they come into our new place, they're like, wow, this is where you're meant to be, you know? So, and that, that was just a learning at the time. I just thought, oh, this is still great. I, I, I know her. This is, you know, she's amazing. This is going to be a safe place for me to work from. And it was, and it got me to where I needed to be. But yeah, I think the environment is really, really important as well. And do you think the way that you think about the client experience has changed as well over the years? Oh, definitely. And I quite often go and have treatments and that's why I have treatments with the girls as well. A lot of people are just really wanting that connection. They're really wanting, like, what are they there for? Sometimes it's skin, but quite often on the sheet of papers, so we do a full consult. There's not too much about skin. So why are you here? It's that connection. It's wanting to relax stress. Mm. It's, um, and which is of course connected to skin as we know. Yeah. Yeah. The whole experience So we, you know, we have made tea, we have loco love organic chocolates. We have a meditation space for you afterwards from the minute you walk in there to the minute that you leave, it should be this beautiful guided experience where you just feel cared for, nurtured for where you, you where we ask why you came and we deliver on that. Wow. 
amazing mm. i just love how you've really thought about every aspect of the experience like even as you were saying earlier about i don't want anyone coming stressed into traffic because the 9 a.m traffic's horrendous like that's yeah like, well i yeah i just for me when someone's spending that money it's they've worked to get that money that's an energy so how this then then they're giving that to me so i can spend more time with my family so i can have my cup of coffee with my man and my cats that's important Mm. to recognize that from someone else as well like what what am i what is the exchange here yeah yeah so important i love that you've really thought that right through mm. so tell me how a little bit how it's evolved now and tell us about how kind beauty movement became became about yes well i was at um conscious ken which is a big, beautiful organic store. They were originally in Paddington. They're in James Street now. So they sell many of the same products that I sell as well because they're really into small batch, but they sell makeup as well. And I was holding an event there with my skin, one of my brands, and there was this really lovely makeup artist there and she was just starting to get into it. Um, and I got chatting to her and her name's Monique from the Beauty Journal. And then I invited her in for a facial and we became quite good friends. And then she started to totally evolve over to move over to natural because she was already a makeup artist, natural makeup. And of course that's, you know, your kit costs you thousands and thousands of dollars as we know. She started to move over and then she just was completely inspired to completely move over. She was like, I'm going to just do those brides with natural makeup. Now I trust in my ability to do this. Um, and she found that so many more people, people were interested in natural beauty and then she started working at conscious Kim um, to get even more knowledge and she we sat down one day and we said we should just do a class like what if like five people turn up that'd be fun um, and seven master classes later all completely sold out wow. um, we're off to Sydney next week with it so we do a full morning with me, really interactive too. Like I love being interactive. I don't like being spoken to at events for hours and hours and then told to go home and do it myself. So we make it really interactive with mirrors and bowls and cleansers and you get to try everything. Um, that's me in the morning. And then she goes through natural makeup in the afternoon and you learn how to do a full makeup on yourself with all and like which one's for you, which one's for an oily skin, which one's for a normal skin and trying them on your face blushes, luminizers, lipsticks um, from all her favorite brands as well. So it's this really amazing day. And next we're wanting to take that into teenagers. So we've done the adults and now it's time to get um, yeah, into 14 to 18 year olds. is something that we're both really, really passionate about because I feel that's where we both would have really liked something relatable at that time um and the only thing that was relatable well it wasn't even it was kate moss and whatever anyone else was doing at that age you know what was available to us was quite toxic mm. so we want to get out there at an age where people are looking and sort of finding out who they are and give them an option and a bit more direct in, in another in another way of doing beauty yeah i think that's so important because it's you know the role models that are out there at the moment are like diving into so much cosmetic surgery and Botox and all the, all the chemicals and you know, their role models are on Instagram, like, which is oh, it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I know myself and you know, the level of self hate I had at that age was just, it breaks my heart to even look back on myself of the not enoughness, you know? Um, and it's something that I definitely would like to save anyone from if there was another option because yeah they just need other more relatable people to tell them it's okay we're all over here waiting for you yeah you being you is just enough like just shine you know it's it's just so important and there are people out there doing work like that like amanda rootsy she does a lot of work mm. um and she's pretty incredible as well so there are people out there doing it, but we just need to get louder and louder um, so that people know that we're there and that there is this option to come and enjoy natural beauty and what that actually means and what kind beauty means, you know, coming from a place of love. Like, so when you're doing your, you know, skincare, is it coming from this place where, oh, I hate myself and my acne and I think, or is it coming from this place that is, I deserve this, I love myself, I'm going to give myself this time, um, which is a completely different energy and way of doing uh, you know, skincare as well. Mm, for sure, for sure. So is there anything that you're diving into at the moment in regards to what you're listening or reading or? 
Oh, what am I? I'm doing an astrology course, Tiani. I'm listening to what's in my recent is Joe Dispenza. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. What is the breaking the habit of being yourself? Thank you. Yes, breaking the habit of being yourself is Love what I'm currently that. listening to. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Most of my other education comes from podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> like yours. I listen to uh, the Cacao Lady. Oh, that was amazing. Isn't she incredible? I've seen, yeah, I've seen her pop up here and there. And that was really beautiful to listen to as well. And yeah, just real stuff and, and real life conversations actually mm. probably inspire me more these days than, yeah, reading. Um, the Tidying Up book, because I've just moved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, really. Is there anything in regards to those real conversations that you feel we should be having more conversations about at the moment? The why. Like the why are you doing what you're doing? I think everyone does what they do because they're supposed to, you know? Um, mm. And especially when it comes to things like Botox and spending money on really high price items that you, um, that don't make you feel good. Mm. Uh, like what, is something making you feel better or like truly better? Or is it just giving you a quick fix and yeah, understanding the why? Because I don't begrudge anyone who chooses it. If they really choose it and it makes them feel amazing, go for it. Yeah. But if it depletes you, um, just question that why, you know? Where is that coming from? What, what is it that I'm seeking? Because quite often you're seeking you know, contentment, joy, love, peace, which is inside of us, not outside mm -hmm. of us. And once you realize that and click back into that truth, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah, so, or it's yeah, I validation think, and acceptance. Yeah, all yeah. of that. And I mean, Instagram feeds that all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, so more conversations around that. And I think that this year is all about vulnerability. I think a lot of people are stepping out of their, I know I certainly am with being very honest at events and speaking and things like that, with being okay with telling the truth always mm -hmm. about yourself and being vulnerable so that other people can know that it's even if you have a business it's difficult you're real there are these things to overcome yeah. um you know it's not all sparkly lights and rose quartz crystals you know <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's honestly why we started the love what you do collective events for that reason that we wanted to have real conversations and listen to women tell us about the hard parts the challenges and the things that they've gone through to get where they are and not just be all, you know, shiny, happy people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's that depth is what people need, I think, to feel really connected because there's a lot of people out there who are really lonely, you know, and really dark places because they just feel so disconnected and they're drinking more and they're taking more and they're wearing more and they're buying more and it's, yeah, yeah. and it's, they're never feeling loved. All <laughs> mm, connected. Yeah, absolutely. I totally yeah. agree to like say if you were to give some advice to someone who's about to start or to dive into something doing what they love what advice would you have for them surround yourself with people who know what they're doing so there are like so when I first started I had like I begged borrowed and stole to ensure that I had a graphic designer that I had my financial advisor that I had these people around me who were smarter than me in those ways um, always start with a core group of people or a business coach who can give you access to that and to tell you which ones you need. I think that going in blind, um, even if you are really, really amazing at your craft, you can't, you're not the master of it all. You really need to ensure that yeah, you're connected to these other people who can help you become financial from it. You know, that you can help you sustain a business and work in it and create income and have this cycle that works for you. Mm, amazing and and that have those people around you that believe in you like honestly oh, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and that's part of becoming toxin free because if you do that then <laughs> you just don't have them they're just not yes. there it's only, it's only your cheerleaders you know yeah. it's only the people that go you can still do it and it might not look the way you think it was going to that's another big thing this doesn't look anything like i thought it was going to really it's not at all. I don't even know what I thought I wanted, but it was, originally it was nothing like this. I, um, but it just grows and grows and changes and evolves and just keep following what it does and keep trusting your intuition of the people you do need to connect to along the way, you know, mm -hmm. and like what, and what, where do you want to stop? Like sometimes 
there's a lot, I have had a lot of people too be like, oh my God, it's amazing. You get this investor and that investor and whoa, hold up. All that means is that I usually have to work a bit more yeah, and I'm not seeing one. any of it. Like, yeah. but, but that, that might be for someone else, their dream, you know, like I'm not saying that it's not, not for everyone. Loads of people do it, but just mm. check in. Yeah, for sure. What success means to you mm. constantly because even I get carried away sometimes, you know? <laughs> And then I have to check back in and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That just means I'm going to be exhausted. Yeah. Mm, that's so true. Mm. Everyone's level of success is so different, but oh, definitely check back in with, okay, is this my perception of success? Yeah. Is it someone else's just, this is what society tells you success is for sure. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you, you just don't want to burn out. <laughs> for sure. Is there, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you're really excited about happening in 2019 or is there anything you're looking forward to this year? Oh, just growing the masterclasses, I think, and going around Australia. Travelling, getting our message out there is just really exciting. I've got a few more facials that I'm getting, that I'm creating. So cool. when I create a new facial, there's always a new crystal, a new energy, a new... Yeah, and as always, just bringing on new brands that we're aligning with. We bought in the LED last year, and then the next thing we're going to do is bring in skin needling alongside to rival, you know, the toxic places as well, so that there is a place where people can get them. Mm. So that's pretty exciting. And I've and I've also hired another new staff member just before Christmas. So Hannah is a part timer. So yeah, having that so that I'm still trying to have a baby as well. So maybe that will be on the cards this year yeah. but yeah that's why i need to keep on cutting back my stress and checking in so that this baby can come into the world mm. whenever they're ready <laughs> absolutely absolutely well that's a pretty exciting year ahead then by the sounds of it yeah absolutely it's going to be well it'll be what it will be and i'm just really enjoying the ride and what happens <laughs> mm -hmm. so good and i just love that you've so like it feels like you're always like you're in flow just in the way that you talk about it you just like oh I'll just roll with the punches and just keep learning as i go oh, absolutely and that's been a learning i wasn't always like this i used to sit there and stress and then get you nowhere because here we have this magical day <laughs> what are we going to do with it you know yeah. I think that when you yeah you get into your own gratitude you just you become in flow mm. and you trust that even if it all falls apart you still have yourself you still yeah. have the people that love you and you still have your craft <laughs> absolutely absolutely well I want to thank you so much for this conversation today it's been so heartwarming and eye-opening as well so thank you so much you're so welcome thank you for letting me and allowing me to speak <laughs> I think your message is really important and it's so needed right now. So I think it's really important to be able to get it out there. So thank you for, for sharing that with us today. Welcome. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.